Hello, our throbbing members. <laughs> Welcome to Romancer TBR. I just really hope that nobody, like, put that on with, like, they connected it to their car or something. Like, their <laughs> car speakers and, like, their kids are in the car and it's just you being like, hello, throbbing members. <laughs> I feel like that would happen to me, honestly. Yeah, drive through. That's always a tricky, tricky culprit. <laughs> yeah. Also, like, my dad listens to audiobooks so loud, you can, like, clearly, like, hear them through the car. So I feel like most people can, like, hear what I'm listening to. I just, like, feel that when I'm listening to, like, Taylor Swift or something. So just well, do I not drive a car that used to be my dad's car. And I remember mm. every time he would go, like, pick me up anywhere, I could always hear clearly whatever he was listening to. And it doesn't even yep. have to be that loud for that to be the case. So I'm, I just – Nope. I always have to pause my music when I go into, like, a drive-through situation. Yeah, because I, like, blast Taylor. But, no, my dad was listening to the Prince Harry book – like when it came out and I was with him in the car and it was of course the like Todger frostbite part Mm -hmm. and we were driving up to like Sam's Club and he just because we're doing an order pickup and he just has it blasting I'm like the poor pickup person nor do I need to hear about Prince Harry's frozen Todger and his weird hand cream that he put on it it's like this is oh so forever scarred and i hope no one's scarred from being a throbbing member because that's what you are now so (laughs) no choice in the matter we're like the top podcast for it was like 30 some people um so those those are the really (laughs) those are are 32 throbbing members yes yes yeah you have to work your way up to get to throbbing it's true there are different levels turgid Mm -hmm. Yeah, like if we're in your top five, but we weren't your number one, you're a turgid member. <laughs> Steely members. Steely. We have to. Girthy. Someone has to be like a girthy. Is good. <laughs> Girth. Oh, they said earthy. I was like, what? Oh, girthy. No. That makes more sense. Um. Some t- like at some point, someone has to like work their way up to like a velvet covered steel member. Um. You have to like give us money for that. And then, and then, give like, us money. Not even like subscribe to a Patreon. <laughs> like, so, no, just give us money. Donate to the cause. That's so ominous. Track down our Venmos if you want to be yeah. velvet wrapped steel members. That is horrible. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? That is a because with, with your with your kind generous with donation. Anything we should be paying them for making them listen to this. With your kind generous donation, we could get um buttons and t-shirts and coffee mugs and pencils and everything else that you'd want no one needs no one needs anything from us on a mug i'm gonna i'm gonna pass out throbbing member bracelets at stimulicon as you should i'll make them too it'll be a whole thing yeah i mean it's just so perfect it really made me giggle so that's what's on my brain yeah. Things no one wants their throbbing <laughs> member to make you do is giggle. <sighs> so true. Giggly, well, giggly goose. Wow. Yeah. It is December. Um. Yeah. Apparently, that's what the calendars tell me. This was a calendar, so I've got an oh. advent calendar hanging up behind me, and nice. it claims it lies claims to be december and that means we are coming to the end of mm-hmm. our second season that's crazy that is crazy 
And wow. with the end of our second season comes the end of old school school. At mm-hmm. least for now. Yeah, we may have to like go up a grade. <laughs> Level up. Old school middle will. school. <laughs> um we're in old school elementary school right now. Uh, um Yes, yeah, so we've come to the final old school mm-hmm. school episode of season two, which is wild. What so many books that we have read. We've so read many. so many books this year. So many. And yet I've only read two books in December. I mean me too. One I started before December. I think also me too. I just have no motivation. And my entire TBR is like novellas and I still can't like get myself to do that. And yeah, that I'm really, being read. I'm really struggling. I'm not in the mood for holiday things. I, I am working on I'm working on a book for work that I'm really enjoying, but it's not romance. It's historical fiction. Mm. Um curveball. I know. Well that's I mean, other than this one, I read a nonfiction book. That was my first book of December. And then I'm working on the historical fiction. So I'm like, what's going on? Who is she? She's tired she? from the thirty seven <laughs> books she read in October. Yeah. And she has read yet a lot to recover. Um and was- she's working full time which is like a normal person thing to do, but I didn't do it for a long time. That's um, a lot. And she's moving. So and that's the most. It is the Ick. most. Also, she's really into the gym right now. That's a plot twist that is maybe more <laughs> of a plot twist than the nonfiction. <laughs> do you want to hear a real plot twist? I do. I listened to a Rosalind Landor narrated audiobook that I didn't hate. And I think that's because she did a Scottish accent. And I did I, wonder when I started yep. it. I was like, ooh, Rosalind Landor. That means Hannah's not going to listen yep. to it. But I simply was not going to sit my butt down and read a book. That's so I had, yeah, I had to, I had to listen. And because I, I bought it during the Audible sale, which was like, it was probably like 85% off. So it was like $3. And they had a bunch of like Joanna Lindsay and Julie Garwood that I couldn't get at the library. So I was like, okay, I'll just buy all these. And then I realized when they were in my cart that some of them were Rosalind Landor. So I took those out. And as I was weeding them out, the bride was left. I was like, oh, shit. Um, and so I listened to the sample and I was like, because I don't mind, like, I like how she narrates everything else besides the heroes. Like, I just can't do it. But I was like, if he's Scottish, he at least won't sound like a moldy English ghost. And there were some parts that I was like, I hear you, Rosalind. But for the most part, it was good. And I was like, thank the Lord. I'm really happy so, for you. Thank you. That that brings me joy. That filled me, me fills me with brightness and gratitude. It fills quote, your stocking. A Formula One driver. Ah. Uh, so mm-hmm. I'm happy. Thank you. I was pleasantly surprised. That's good. So, mm-hmm. This was this was a good one. Mm-hmm. This was I I my oh, I had one issue. Okay, well like first. We can, okay, what? We are Romancer TBR, and we are reading oh, The shit. Bride <laughs> by, by Julie Garwood. We can do it. Maybe for season three, we'll have, like, an intro that says our name and who we are and all that. Because we're so bad at it. <laughs> just feels like not committing to the bit if we do that. True. Scratch who are that. we if we're actually introducing ourselves? At the Very top, valid. Every, half Very the valid. joy is trying to banter our way into things <laughs> and not doing it half the time. But we success we successfully bantered through that wall today. 
Look at that segue we had. I don't know that we perfect. did. It was perfect. Plot twists, twisted around, and found the right direction. Okay, if you say so. With less confidence as the seconds pass. <laughs> That's okay. But it's fine. It's yes. great. We sure we are. Read, we read The Bride by Julie Garwood, a classic, a book that I read first in 2020. Go look at my review. I haven't changed it. Um, fascinating to see that I gave it 4.25 peppers out of 5 peppers. <laughs> Um, it had come at the time that I had, so Diana Quincy was one of the first authors that I think like followed me back on Bookstagram. Um, and I had like found her because her night with the Duke was coming out, um, at the time I think that I joined. Um, so then she followed me back. I was like, that's amazing. She's like a God. And then she had like an interview with Paul Marin, the romance novel, uh, model. And so I watched that. And then she had like in that interview, I think um, she talked about like her favorite like classic romances that got her into the genre. And one was The Pearl by Mary Balog and then The Bride by uh, Julie Garwood. I read both of them. I bought both of them um, and I read The Pearl first and that one was like a three star. And then I read The Bride after that. And you can see my review. I'm like, I like this one better and her writing and stuff. Um, so, yeah, I this was probably my first like old, old Except for maybe a Bettina Cron that I read where he was like a very angry, hungry man. And she was like the best cook in the land. <laughs> and it was very odd, but it was not very steamy at all. And I was very confused. But slightly turned on because she was making good food. So it was the whole thing. But this was like, <laughs> this was a good intro. Um, and I think it is a good intro just for a lot of people. Um, if you're like trying to get into it. Um but I think, I think like my, my rating stays Scottish the same. One. Mm-hmm. It, it's a good, if you're not sure you're, you want to do the Highland thing. Mm-hmm. It felt a lot like Lord of Scoundrels to me, whereas Lord of Scoundrels to me felt better. Um, but it was kind of all like the heroine kind of, I don't know, like knowing that the hero was good. No one else, like she was like, he is so funny. And everyone's like, what do you mean? Like he does, he's never cracked a joke in his life. And she's like, he's hilarious. And like all of that. I can see um, those. I yeah, those similarities. Mm-hmm. I see what you're. Yeah, I so I, I was like, putting down. Yeah, thank you, thank you. But then, like reading Lord of Scoundrels, <laughs> she's she's a uh, miming, picking up I'm and putting picking down. things up, and I'm putting them down. She's like a claw game. <laughs> I did a mime performance one year in Girl Scouts, okay, and I was the star of the little mime skit. So. I'm so sorry to all who are listening and not watching because what a There's performance a you missed and, and you have no idea. How devastating for you listeners. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I feel like you really missed out on something huge. You did. You I did. hope you feel that loss. <laughs> In your throbbing member. Oh. Okay, uh, what were you going to say about liking it except for one thing? The one thing I did not like. Spoilers ahead. You um, got that one thing. Nice. Thanks. Uh, I did not love the Annie. Yeah. I forgot. And then I was like halfway I through. I was like. I very early on. As soon as we got those two women. I was like. Ooh, uh-oh. 
because I don't <laughs> Rosalind Landor was doing a female voice and like obviously you figured out yeah. fairly early on it was a woman yeah. just from the things that she was saying. And then there's only really two other women and Edith would be too easy of an answer and I was uh-huh. like, "Oh no, not not the mentally disabled one is the vicious murderer." It was very confusing. I will say I was not uh I did not pick up what Julie Garwood was putting down the first read because my review is like that was a I had no clue <laughs> um and honestly I forgot and it wasn't until like 50% through I was like she wouldn't do that would she she would <laughs> I was like she would, she would. I was like how is she gonna get that like how how is that gonna happen and then it did I was like it didn't ah. like it just wasn't didn't love that no didn't feel super necessary except to, I guess kind of like he did have well, his outpouring of emotions when she was in danger and I respect that mm-hmm. I just think like you could have still had like the sister do it if she was just like not mentally disabled and that was like the crooks of her evilness yeah <laughs> like if she was just, like, like ah if she yes her mind is yeah. twisted and I was yeah. like oh because, like, you got the, like, one part where she thought she was, like, an innocent child. So, like, but then mm-hmm. not in, like, the, like, insane way. So it was kind of a weird twist. Not a twist, but, like, it was weird how, like, you get told the one thing and then you just have to. I mean, I, I think I understood what she meant when she said she's. Yeah. Like, it's always interesting to me how people write from the perspective of a mm-hmm. historical character encountering a disabled yeah. person. Yeah. Uh, what's the one that we read that did that? Um, um, the brother. Ye- I thought that was the title. I was like, I've never. No, read no, a no, book no. The brother, brother. The the brother is the oh, be- bewitching. Yes, yes. That I thought she did a really good job mm-hmm. of and any like, duchess- not being insulting or infant. Mm-hmm. And any duchess will do by Tessa Dare. Um, her sister. Oh, I know um, that one. That's why. Yeah, it's it's really good. Her sister. <laughs> I was like, which one? <laughs> um it's the one i always talk about with the crazy desk scene um but her sister is mentally impaired so then her whole thing is like getting money to then take the sister away from the parents i mean i think it's an interesting like when it's done Mm -hmm. well i think it can be done really well it's just always interesting to see like obviously they didn't have the same language or understanding of mental disabilities Mm -hmm. that we do so how are you going to do this from a historical perspective but not be insulting or infantilizing in a way that let's be honest they probably actually were yeah yeah because i think there was and so i got what she when she she described her as being like one of those she probably said like unfortunate souls or something who she definitely said unfortunate like remained childlike forever and i was like okay that's a that's what i was going with at the beginning because right 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 but like i didn't think it meant innocent i mean like i understood where what Mm -hmm. that meant in that context Mm -hmm. of like but then it, it the dots yeah, connected, was... and I was like, oh, man, what do you mean she's the twisted man? And I do think it was meant to be, like, wasn't she abused, essentially, when she was young? Wasn't that whole family, like, the reason he married Helena was Yeah, because the, the father was bad, and he had to get her out of it. Right, and so I think yeah. it was supposed to be, like, she came out of a bad – because when they get m- Mary, Mary – Elizabeth, what what's the daughter's name? Catherine, Mary Catherine. Mm-hmm. When she goes and gets her, and it becomes apparent that like she she says, oh, she must not have been like abused for very long. She must not have been in that situation mm-hmm. very long, and she must have been treated well before, um, oh, because yeah. she's so 
she's so good and so like tender-hearted and alec is like side-eye um probably i assumed that was because he was like you were abused your entire life and you turned out wonderful so i don't know what you're talking about like oh she must have been fine but as soon as they said and she was like oh well you know when you're treated badly it like twists the mind and i was like oh no no (laughs) julie garwood you're so sexy don't do that Uh like (laughs) i love that line (laughs) Yeah. Don't yeah. make your mentally disabled character the like twisted insane murderer. <laughs> You're so sexy. Mm-hmm. You got those sexy little whimpers. Every sex scene. Every single one. Why why was she always doing sexy little whimpers in the back of her throat? And why was that always the phrase? It just really stuck out to me every time because like sexy uh, is a weird word in a lot of I know, I know. Context. Um I marked that he called her baby and he said sexy. He and I for one love those because i mean they must have i'm assuming they were back like spoken back i then, didn't mind it just, it just felt no, jarring in the it. context so it is really fun one book i read oh it's um the one by christy caldwell always no something with the du- it's the first one that i always talk about <laughs> with the duchess he just calls her sexy like sexy about her like her butt is sexy or something and it cracks me up every time because it's this like sexy male narrator and he's just like so angry about it and she's like stomping into his life like fucking shit up and she's so happy and he's just like her sexy little butt i'm like her purpose is arse or something um so i do love when um when that appears and then the the baby she rosalind lander said it so fast and i was really already listening to it fast i didn't catch it and then oh. she mar- remarked on it i was like mm-hmm. called her baby so then i had to like rewind and that's my first note he called her baby. <laughs> so I needed to talk about it. So good job. I my... mean, my first note, I feel like, encapsulated a huge part of their entire vibe. And I love their relationship dynamic. Like, that that mm-hmm. relationship dynamic. I think this one, he was a little too alpha for me. Um, mm-hmm. Just, like, as a personal preference. Yeah. Um, I don't – I mean, I think it was done – well and i think by the end of the book he had gone through the development that we needed yeah i think there was a little bit like i know the heroine said she was falling in love with him like pretty early on um and i'm like confusing this with the novella that i'm reading right now oh dear um but i do think there was a little bit more that i needed like to me this wasn't a five-star read i think maybe like i would have read this back when it was published i think because i hadn't experienced maybe Mm-hmm. let's just say mm-hmm. i hadn't a book like this but at this point we've read a lot like lord of scoundrels mm-hmm. where it, they just go through, through so much development in that mm-hmm. same dynamic of their relationship and like they really exemplify like the grumpy sunshine like alpha um so this one just felt a little bit watered down but it was still compelling yes and the writing was good i think it got where i needed it to get yeah i would have liked to see him brought to his knees a little bit more explicitly but i also Mm -hmm. do understand that he's not the kind of character that would do that i mean that's why i like to see it happen Mm -hmm. because i'm like teehee no one else could do this but Mm -hmm. i do understand i feel like she knew him well enough to know that she wouldn't want to have him like prostrate himself in front of his men that way you know what i mean like she wouldn't want him to have to do that in front of his clan and so i I do do but i but i love a grovel (laughs) i love when she was like locked in that house she was like where is alec (laughs) 
he's coming where is he i I do love that girl same (laughs) when she goes into the lake and he's like all right i'm gonna make my way over there because i know full well (laughs) that water is icy cold and she's gonna need help getting out of it and sure enough she gets a cramp and is like alec and he's already there Yeah, like, Um, the humor was there, and that was really fun. The humor was there. It was funny. And it was definitely, like, a different dynamic, but it still had, like, him definitely, like, coercing her at the beginning um, on their wedding (laughs) There was a a moment that his, like, I didn't write it down, but it is locked in my brain, and it's, I love head hopping. I love omniscient POV. I was going to say she did that well in here. Uh, where Mm -hmm. at the exact same time, they're, like, riding on their horse, and she is thinking to herself, (laughs) like... she's totally gonna wait. She's like, yeah, I think I'll let him kiss me tonight, and then I'm gonna get to know him, and maybe in a few weeks, uh, then I'll let him take me. And at the exact same time, he is like, so I'm gonna take her tonight. Yeah. (laughs) Why wouldn't I? Why wouldn't she let me? And that's why I couldn't dislike him. Like I just could not because it was so funny. Because it was so funny that that you were. He was just like, yeah. I mean, that's what's going to happen. And like, why wouldn't she be okay? Or like, when she thought that he was going to let her stay there. Yes, (laughs) she was like, of course. This is she's like, oh, you. I can't believe I didn't put that together earlier. And he's like, no. Yeah, so it's like it did it in a way where like I just could not physically be mad at the shit that was going down i mean i was mad but i was willing to get you know what i mean like all right i mean i had since i had already read it before like i knew Mm -hmm. it was coming um and so like yeah um and so i was and we've read enough because at that i don't think i had read really i mean the scene in the pearl maybe prepared me a little bit because like she's it was like her first night as a prostitute because she didn't have any money and then she picks up this guy who is the hero and I believe a duke and then they just have sex in a very like sterile like unsexy way because she has no idea what to do and she doesn't really want to be a prostitute and he's just this was like his first prostitute since his wife died or something it's convoluted and then he like realizes she was a virgin hires her as his nanny and it's a whole thing um not much development on his side, I don't think, but we are who we are. Um, but for this one, I knew this time that it was coming. So I was like, uh, it's, not, it's not my favorite. And I especially didn't like that he never kind of got the memo <laughs> that, like, she didn't. Like, because he's just kept saying you want it or, like, you wanted it. I mean, like he, I, I felt like she – that didn't bother me. Yeah. I felt like she was very obviously, like – out of pride being like uh no i think by the point that they actually there was penetration yeah she was down for it so like it was it was, it was just funny how he went me, like he has he was like when you wear my plaid and then she was yeah cold and then he had his plaid on he's like You're so sneaky come he lay said, down on me i'll cover you up um I think as far as like old school kind of yeah you know, as like far as non con yeah well but even like I think th- I think this could pass in I think it might get some heat 
But mm-hmm. I think if this was published now, I would probably let it slide just because I think the only times he really forces her are like kissing her. Yeah, I'm and beyond that, she's very clearly – and it's, again, because we're in her head and As this does say, not apply head, to yeah. real life situations, yeah. which I feel like if you're listening to this podcast, you already know. But just in case, please don't take this out of context and think that I'm like, yeah, but she wanted the it. implied vibes, no. But in a book where you are <laughs> yes. getting her perspective and you know that she is internally very conflicted – I think the idea is just that she genuinely does not know or, Mm -hmm. like, have the ability to be comfortable with sexuality. Like, where would Mm -hmm. she have gotten that information? And so I think... From the horse guy? Yeah, like, she needed him to be like, no, you do want me. Like, I can tell. You are... You have this passionate nature. I can tell. And you're in her head, so you know that she's conflicted, mm-hmm. but she is like, oh, this is good. But I shouldn't want it, but I do. Like, mm-hmm. and that I'm much more comfortable with because it was a, I shouldn't, but I do, rather than like, oh my god, I genuinely... Like, Mary. <laughs> Mary, I don't think I wanted to read a sex scene. Like, I'm that so poor woman. About- I don't know what that. was going on there. Because I'm like, was, Why was is that a book somewhere? Is that a novella somewhere? Because so. I don't want to read it. I don't think so. But like, I just don't, like there was, I'm so confused. Because if you don't know, if you haven't read the book, her sister also, so these two dudes, Scottish dudes, whatever dudes are called in Scotland. Mm-hmm. Um, lairds? Lairds. These two lairds show up. Um, because the prince or king or whoever king, I believe, um, decreed that they were supposed to marry, um, two of this guy's daughters, and the father was like hiding the heroine away because he wanted her to like Cinderella. I mean, he it up. wasn't really. He was badly hiding her away. He did not. He only I mean, told they the showed king up he had early. Like, three daughters. <laughs> yeah, and he was like, "Hey, come deal with this." So it's not like he even tried to hide her. He was just like, "Oh no." It started so because then he was like sobbing when she so the guys come. There's this like stable hand guy who has t- taken it upon himself to be basically like the surrogate parent for uh, the heroine, and so he's like, "Well, I don't want her to stay in this house because all she is is like a Cinderella character who just does all their like chores and stuff." Because she was like this like um, a stepdaughter; she wasn't his child. Um, and so you kind of learn throughout that she was never like treated fairly, but she kind of thinks it, whatever. Um, and so this guy is trying to matchmake and like put her in the path (laughs) of like the two, uh, men who are coming and it was just very funny. And so then her and her sister, Mary get chosen. And then Daniel is like the nice, like amiable one, um, who marries Mary. And you think, like, she's super lucky, that, or, like, at least they thought that she was super lucky because she gets this guy who's, like, nice and um, talk talkative. And then there's obviously Alec, who's <laughs> grunty. Um, and then, you know, so on and so forth. And then you find out that Daniel has a mistress. He was immediately upon getting home, like, the mistress was there kissing him. In front of Mary, Mary's like, "What?" And then she's angry because he doesn't bed her. <laughs> I mean, I get that, Queen. Yeah, because he was—he was just like, "I, you, you don't seem comfortable, so I want to give you time." And he also did not really want to be married, and so I can only be so mad at him because that yeah. man did not want to be married. Yeah, like, and he was very upfront about it. And uh-huh. also, in his defense, 
she did grab her younger sister and put her in, in front of her when yeah, so armed was- men were running at them. <laughs> And he was so he- pissed about that. And, like, honestly, mm-hmm. so was I because yeah. you have the audacity. I don't care if she's older or younger. Why mm-hmm. are you using your sister as a human, human shield? Yeah. So, like, I just think it was a very funny storyline for Mary because, like, in the romance novel brain, you kind of want, like a, like, a, like, a secondary romance to happen. Mm-hmm. But then you start hearing out that, like, he still has the mistress. Mary's not happy. And it's a whole thing. And then at the end, I you don't. Mary's like, I'll just let him keep the mistress. I don't really care. Like, as long as he likes me. I think, I mean, I have to assume that she's she did, there to then, juxtapose Alec yeah. and Daniel. And, like, yeah. the the route that, mm-hmm. why am I blinking on the main character? Um, Jamie's That's life could have taken. That's why I've the entire time. Jamie, because she has a man's yeah. name. Um. Mm-hmm. Like, I have to assume it's to be, like, yeah, Daniel was on the surface, yeah. the nicer looking one. And a little bit of karma. How, yeah, yeah. But look at you how know, miserably like Mary's life turned uh-huh. out, whereas Alec is the yep. the diamond in the rough, if so you I thought will. I thought it was fun, like, to just see that layout. Because it just, like, felt like there was so much more in, like, a romance brain way to, like, have that be a book. But, yeah, just... She was just there. What a gal. I would like what to go gal. back to um, my first note because I never actually said what it was. Um, but I think mm-hmm. it exemplifies the other reason that their oh, relationship yeah. works for me. Number one is that he does develop enough by the end of the book for me to be like, all right, you were a dick in the beginning, but I'll, mm-hmm. I'll let it slide. The second is the quote, um, he thought he was being most considerate. She thought he was demented. And I think that that sums up so well. Like, half of the yeah. time, I mean, he is intentionally a yeah. dick a lot of the time. But also a lot of the time, it's him genuinely trying to do something nice mm-hmm. or, like, earnestly be like, I'm protecting my wife. Like, I don't understand. And she is so livid. And I love that dynamic of him being mm-hmm. like, I do not understand why you were upset. And she is like, you have the audacity. I think like the time when like she found out that because he had a wife and he was he's like the rumors are that he murdered her. But then you get (laughs) they're terrible and cruel. (laughs) But most of them are not true, unless Um, they're the rumors about King Edgar. That's so. In which case, they are true. Mm -hmm. But he's Um, a nice guy, so it's fine. (laughs) You knew at the beginning that he didn't murder her because you had the. POV of what we later find out is Annie confessing that she like killed not I think like two people like one or two like she admitted to some stuff that would have been enough to get her in jail um and so have jail I think they just kill people in noose noose. (laughs) um so that happened so you knew that he wasn't guilty but you didn't know that um his wife had had a daughter mm-hmm. that's why he ended up marrying her um things happened in her life it was sad and then because he was supposed to originally marry annie we didn't know that but he ended up marrying um the other sister because he was being a good guy um and so when jamie finds out that he has a daughter and she just like storms off, and because like right before that she was like he's so kind and so loving, and then she finds out and she's like he's just the worst, and that was very funny. I will say that I wanted more from the child character 
because I that's where I was like in my Lord of Scoundrels mind because she was a little bit of a plot mob. She she didn't say anything. You had you were told what she said and what she did, but she never actually like. Well, to be fair, she didn't talk. No, but she ended up like a lot of it. I just. Because at the point where she was talking and, like, she was, like, telling what happened, like, you didn't even get, like, her recounting of, like, telling him that Jamie was, like, going off. that was kind of funny because it was, like, she recited word for word. So I feel yeah. like we didn't need to hear it because she recited it word for word, which, which was, was kind fine. of I a just slay. wanted I wanted more from her character because I just thought that that could have been an opportunity for more. Um, but I did enjoy that there was a child added. That's always fun. Um, and then how immediately he was, like, so – like, when she came in, she was, like, I wet the bed. And then he was, like, I don't care. And then, like, went and dealt with it. And Jamie was, like, awake but pretending to be asleep, like, listening to it. Oh, it was so cute. Um, I think we need to discuss him being, like, ah, yes, time to tell a bedtime story. Only to tell the story of, like, a gruesome battle. And Another- have all of the warriors, like, sitting around listening to mm-hmm. him. And she's like, you cannot be telling her that. And he's genuinely perplexed as to why not. Which did exactly. make me think of how I went to see Madeline Miller years ago, the mm-hmm. author of The Song of Achilles. Um I went to see her at, like, a a signing event thing, and I have a vivid memory of her telling this story about how her bedtime stories that her mom would read to her, she would read to her from the Iliad. (laughs) And I love the Iliad, so I, Mm -hmm. she said that, and I was like, why is that something that not only would I see myself doing, but I probably will do. Like, I am the kind of person to read to my children from the Iliad before bed, which if you've ever read the Iliad, you know, the battle scenes are like, and then the spear sliced up through his jaw, severing his tongue and coming out the back of his head and his soul departed before his body hit the ground, like over and over and over. And I was like, wow, Alec, you and I, (laughs) two peas in a pod. It was again just before that. She's like, "Oh, that's so sweet." He's reading to her, telling telling her a story, and then she gets closer, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I chopped off the arm," and she's like, "What?" And Ugh. you know what, Slay Alec, mm-hmm. he ate that. Yeah, like everything. Like it just to me felt like a solid B B plus book, but it just felt like there was always a little bit missing, um, mm. to like really bump it up to like a five star, like this would be because i would reread it like it was not Mm -hmm. a bad book i enjoyed it yeah um and again like i could read it three years later and not really remember remember much of it so it was like reading it for the first time um but i'm just so curious to read more of garwood's stuff Mm -hmm. um they seem to get very well reviewed um, I mean, I feel like I every romance author, like contemporary too, because a lot of big contemporary it, authors yeah. love historical romance. And mm-hmm. I feel like every one of them that I've heard talk about, like, what mm-hmm. are the historical romances that got you into writing? They're like, oh, Julie Garwood. Mm-hmm. And you can see why. Like, you can yeah. see her style. And again, like, even in Lord of Scoundrels. What was my voice? I'm so <laughs> sorry. I was like, yeah! Why am I like a Muppet? Pinocchio um, from Shrek. <laughs> I'm a real boy. I'm wearing women's underwear. <laughs> it's a thong. Good. How did um, that happen? Actually, you know what? On Shrek that jar. note, on that note, on the Shrek jar note, I put in my review that this reminded that me of like Shrek. If you made as it, you like said 
An old school romance. Oh, wait, go back. (laughs) The last thing I heard from you was on that note, on the Shrek jar (laughs) note. (laughs) That's all you need. Um, In my initial review of this, I literally mentioned Shrek because I'm nothing if not consistent. Um, And I – it's loading. Um, What are the six degrees of separation between Shrek and – other than the fact that he's Scottish? Isn't uh, yeah? I literally just said. Accent. Did I make that up? <laughs> um, no, well, I feel like the, I'm right. Yeah, I mean, well, I said English accent one time in a review, and someone commented that there's no such thing as the English accent. Okay, um, shut the fuck up. Yeah, or maybe I said British accent. And they said it's an actually an English accent. I was like, I don't know. I'm American. Also, shut the fuck up. Everyone yeah. knows what you mean when you say a British accent. It, and uh, they were like, well, there are certain parts. I'm like, how am I supposed to know where this character? Like what type? I'm like, yeah, I don't we know, know there are a million accents from all over England. There are also a million accents from all over the U.S. And I get it's that because if somebody was like an American accent, would I be like, okay, but where in America? Probably. But also, if it's a Brit, I'm like, okay, I get what you. <laughs> They're mean. not gonna know where Minnesota is. Maybe. Sorry to the Brits who do. I swear, I half you, the time it's like a blend of like New York yeah. and Texas, and you're like, well, that's an interesting. But like, I know yeah. what you mean when you say an American accent. I get I it. I believe I said, I think I said British accent, um, because I was like, well, you speak English, so I'm like, English accent doesn't make sense. But they said it was actually an English. Accent, I don't I care about yeah. them as a it human just, being. I have a hard time being corrected, so it didn't sit <laughs> me well too. with me for things that really don't make sense i was like because i didn't respond i'm like i'm not gonna get into a battle on goodreads that's just not my thing but like it's just like how am i supposed to know what part of england this person's from with their accent because it was a narrator it wasn't even a character it was the narrator i'm like i do not know where this narrator origin originated not originated sounds sexier originated not say looter i don't know um but in my review I literally just said this is going to sound so odd, but this book reminds me of Shrek and Fiona, written as two humans featured in true 1980s fashion. And if there was a rampant murder and lots of sex, maybe DreamWorks would want the rights. Honestly, I do get that vibe. Yeah, I, right? It's not a one-to-one comparison, <laughs> no. but I do 100% see yeah, especially the vibe Shrek that you're talking about. Yeah, yeah like the fr- where like Shrek is just like this grunty hero and then fiona is just kind of like waiting for the knight in shining armor there's also like a million side characters yeah that are giving fairy tale creature energy Mm -hmm. like it just really you know i picked up on it then you said it now it's It's true true. it's verified Um, um one thing however that is not similar between the two um is my next note because I'm just going through to make sure I hit all my points. Mm. Um, and that is that... <sighs> if violent, why sexy? Like, there's the part, the first time that they fight people on the road, where he just, like, uh. scrolls out weaponless. <laughs> um, I forgot. Yeah. Number one, hilarious. Yes. Like, what do you mean you're going to go take on four well, armed why, like- dudes? That even feels like Shrek, you know? Like, Fiona, Honestly, like, that makes sense. But like, or Shrek thinking about Fiona. He's like, you're just going to walk out into the Merry Men and, like, think they're oh going to be God, fine. I and then she, like, kicks about that ass. <laughs> oh, Merry Men. Okay, well, so, that's iconic. So, roll yes. Swapped. But the, I, that scene specifically, because the yeah. thing about it that really locked that into my brain is that he does, like, a, like a battle cry. <laughs> Yeah. Where basically he just like roars before attacking them, and I was like, 
this would not work if it was like a British, no. an English <laughs> man. But if you give me a Scot and you tell me that he like yeah. roars a battle cry, I'm like, that kind of works for me. Like that, why? Yeah. Why does that kind of get me going? I can't it's even. The, it's the Viking blood in me. I yeah, think that really. I mean, I'm surges up. <laughs> my Germanic ancestors are yeah. like, yeah, that'll work. Um, yep. love sauerkraut that. and just war cries. <laughs> Do not love <laughs> me neither. I'm never had it. War cries. <laughs> the only other thing I could think for of me was like, hiding schnitzel. a pickle on a Christmas tree. <laughs> Ooh, schnitzel sounds schnitzel or like shrews, like um, kruken or like um, like strudel or strudel. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why sauerkraut. (laughs) Anything with potatoes. Um, Yeah, yeah, no, that's so correct. But that war cry, that, and when he goes and he's like, just keep your eyes on me the entire time that we're talking Mm -hmm. to this clan and she's pissed about it, but like, it's kind of hot for some Mm -hmm. reason. Uh, And he's ignoring her too, so it shouldn't be hot, but it worked. And they ask, what name is your wife called by? And he takes a dramatic pause and then yells, mine. Yeah. Um, that did something for me. Um, it, I would like that. <laughs> it's immortalized uh, next to the sauerkraut and war cry. Sauerkraut, war cry, and what name is she called by mine? I was like, oh. And then when he gets to the. It, something when- <laughs> primitive part of my brain was just yeah. sprat. Like, yeah. And yeah. she was mad about it. She's like, why didn't he introduce me? And I'm like, girl, did you hear what he did say, though? See, the primitive part of my brain isn't always scratched. Like, in these old school schools, sometimes I'm just like, this dick. one did. But sometimes it it's just, yeah. Or, like, even, like, on their first night when he she just, like, lays on him because yeah. she was, like, cold. And then he, yeah. like, immediately, like, puts one leg around hers yeah. and, like, oh, God. Uh, I also loved when they got to, like, his homeland. Mm-hmm. Like his land, and then she like, expected him to like mm-hmm. introduce her, and he's just like my wife it was and giving Borat <laughs> my wife, <laughs> and just like she's like that's not that's so rude of you. Like I have I'm a person. I was like, but, like, but the part of me was just like iconic his wife. <laughs> yeah, and then like, you don't need any more information. Because then he was like, well, they'll respect you because you're my wife, my wife. Um, and then when she was God. Um, there's so much because then she was asking if she could have some money because she was going to buy him a gift and, um, she was going to buy him like something like out in the shop. I can't remember what it was. And then she was like, I'm going to buy you a sword because Daniel had a lot of swords, but you didn't have a sword when you well, fought those people. first she was going to buy him an indulgence. That an was indulgence. a wedding gift, which she yeah. then proceeds to buy many of only for the priest to go put the money back in the box. That whole bit was hysterical yeah. to me. Yep. The fact that it got to the point where she would just grab a coin every time he and annoyed her. And then she was like, can she's like, can you, like, take note of how many people you killed? Because, like, I need to know. For, I need like, to know soul. how many indulgences to buy. <laughs> like, uh, he's like, like, no, I, I didn't kill any of them. And she's like, mm, I don't really believe you. I just love when, like, she was like, okay, so then I'm going to buy you a sword, too, because I'm so generous, and you didn't have one, and it's kind of a manly thing that you should have, and I just feel kind of weird about you not having one. 
only for her to see his bedroom, which wall-to-wall covered in weaponry. And she looks at it, and she's like, I just visualize her looking at them and just being like, mm-hmm. And then she's I like, I want, I want one. I felt the flames in her eyes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, flames, it was giving slow flames, turns flames. of, yeah. like, you let me... <laughs> It's giving Say Jennifer the stupidest shit to you. It's giving um Katniss in Catching Fire when um Joanna is stripping in the elevator and Peta's like checking her out and Katniss's face she like turns and she like cocks her mouth and she's like Rrr. it's giving that. You should look it up if you don't know. I like that she then could. did also th- like threaten to kill him in his sleep. Yeah, and okay. everybody was like, "Should we be concerned about that?" And he was like, "No." Nah. Yeah, like I love all the parts where she was like, "He's a very patient man." Like I said it before, like he's a very patient man, and everyone looks around like this guy or like he's a very funny guy and they're like huh and then she like can insult him or like talk back and he's just like fine with it like that was like the peak of their romance to me was like all of those little things um it was just uh, the bones the bones were good the bones were good (laughs) the bones Um, were good what are my other notes uh declaring war all the time why are men so (laughs) dramatic The way that that chapter opened with, like, she then proceeded to start three different wars, yes. I was like, what do you – Shit, I could, I, could, I could talk myself into giving this five stars. <laughs> it's one of those where I could just, like, count everything that happens. I think the Annie thing yeah, is right. going to prevent me from ever right. quite getting it up to yeah. five. But I do understand what you – like, yep. it was just a very silly – like, there because, were serious times, yeah. and he was a, a real piece of work. Uh-huh. But the way that everyone was declaring war every five minutes, the stoic. way that her sister was like, hey, my husband is the worst. Can I stay here? And she was like, yeah, for sure. Only for her husband, who is allies with their uh-huh. plan, to then declare war. And then Alec is like, no. Like, no, because I don't want your wife either. <laughs> unhinged why were there so many wars and then those twins when she beat the shit out of the wrong twin and then that twin got mad declared war on and yeah and tried to declare war on behalf of his brother who she meant to beat with a club because he kissed her and then she went to go get alec and alec was like i am busy and then she proceeded to drag a club off the wall and outside and alec was just like huh I wonder what that is about. (laughs) Alec, what do you think it's about? You know, this brings me to a lesson. I had no lesson, but I have now thought of one. Okay. Always get involved in a land war in Scotland. (laughs) For the Princess Bride peeps out there, or the people who haven't seen Princess Bride. It doesn't quite hold up for the Scots in the clearances. (sighs) Yeah, that's true. But the, the, the British did get involved. And, you know, you could argue it turned out all right for them, unfortunately, for the Scottish people. Uh, For everyone, yeah. My lesson that I wrote down, we're not done with my notes. We're going to come back to those. My lesson is that um, plaids are the most versatile statement piece. (laughs) You want to be sexy? Plaid. You want to get warm? Plaid. You want to scandalize your wife with your bare bottom knees, as she said? (laughs) Why She was like, why is he naked as a baby's but why are his knees out? Scottish men's knees 
are the, the equivalent part of the body. So true. Up Wear a plaid. Delicate toes. Delicate toes. Bare knees. Um, I just think the plaid lifted so it, it carried. It carried. There was one. No, no, that was a wash rag. It was a um, Lindsay Sands. I was thinking it was his plaid rising when he had an erection. Um, but he was, like, taking a bath. And then she, like, throws a washcloth at him. And it, like, gets caught by his dick. And, like, that stuck he, with he me. told me this, yeah. Yeah, that was The Chase by Lindsay Sands. Um, what a what a good author. You need to read Lady Pirate. I do. It we'll was... That one, I think, it actually... That one should be in season three. Because it's definitely old school. Um, the cover and just everything that happens. Um, I think about it frequently. And I did go back and read like the last half of that book quite recently because I was like, I just need to be in that world. Nothing else was like inspiring me. And that man who didn't know he was marrying a pirate inspired me. Well, this Ugh. man didn't know who he was marrying either no, because not. Beak nope. fully was like, yes, she's a very innocent. <laughs> that was funny. Too. She's a very gentle soul. She can't ride horses or do things. <laughs> That's why, like, this would really be – we should have really started with around roundabouts of this book for our old school school. Like, if people were, like, reading along with us and, like, maybe hadn't read <laughs> – Starting with Prisoner of My Desire. Look, we didn't, I mean, we didn't know. know. We didn't know. But like, <laughs> we are educating ourselves. <laughs> what a book to start out with, honestly. Um, yeah. Um, this one just, I think, would be such a good intro to people because it was just so funny. And like you said, like a good Highlander. Because um, it, it does give you the Highlander, like, alpha like vibe to get you kind of used to that but then he's also like a teddy bear for he's also just getting dragged all the time yeah there was i wrote down a quote where like i think it was the priest who said essentially she's as flawed as a clear blue sky and alec was like a a clear blue sky isn't flawed and his response was to a blind man it is (laughs) (laughs) and i was like drag this man he doesn't even know he's being insulted. Like, <laughs> he said side eye. I mean, the best movies have the best side characters. That's true. This book. All his little soldiers, they're like, did you have a good nap? <laughs> he's like, mm, shut the fuck up. Uh, Go watch it. my wife and make sure she doesn't get murdered. We're not going to tell her that there's a potential for her to get murdered, but make sure she does it. The people, they were like, well, shouldn't she know so that she's, like, on guard? He's like, no. No. Meanwhile, she's hearing, like, ominous laughter, being locked in rooms when them, or, like, huts and them getting set on fire. Nearly, and then I forgot about the whole cliff scene. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Um, she gets, like, pushed off a cliff with Gavin, one of the soldiers, and then he's, like, unconscious. She, like faints to a certain side she gets stabbed and she like goes over the cliff with the guy and then they're like on a ledge it was a whole thing it was a whole thing it's mm-hmm. true it's true mm. and then at that like it also felt very anticlimactic almost with the annie too not just because you were kind of like god damn it like why but i also just felt like 
Well, and also, well, actually, no, I liked it because then we never, we don't things. know what happened to her. Yeah, that's true. I liked though how like someone was like, I know who it was, and he's like, I think I know who it was too, or something. And I was like, who? Because I'm me and don't pick up on things. Um, but yeah, you don't really know what he refuses to tell her. Yeah, it just she's laughing very... maniacally, and then the laughter stops. Oh yeah. Well, I wonder. What and he comes in and refuses to tell her what he's decided to do with Annie, which I had to assume meant he had killed her. Yeah. Because I, she had uh, killed in the past. She had attempted to kill again. And she was laughing about how she was going to keep killing his wives. Um, just, like, I just really think, like, the it could have worked if she just hadn't made her... Yeah, relied on the like oh a, a, a quote yeah. unquote crazy person because it, is it the could killer. have still yeah. been a sister who was angry yeah and uh, that she was spurned and so she just like held it in and then like it was festering but then she was able to like present a nice like affable like front and I just don't know why I mean yeah. I guess to like lead us astray but I just it it, it felt unnecessary okay. it felt you like know, why like, are I we Dude, why? Yeah. Why? Why? For what? What do you mean? Purpose? Yeah. Tragic. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunate. And then also you get in the last. Well, I had the audiobook sped up, but in the in the last like sure six minutes, uh, the old fiance that was alluded to at the beginning of the book, <laughs> and then you promptly forgot about, and then he showed up, and they're like, "Hey, he's here." Um, and he wants his money, and then everyone just pelts this man with jewels, yeah. which was and just like crawl and they're all like repayment, and I'm like crying yeah. because she. Well, because they were the ones who would man. all like, yeah, right? Because they were the ones who were like waging war or like declaring war on her, and then because she was like she confessed it all to like the king who was there, Slay. Which, which was I hilarious. Like at first, she was like talking about all of the things like the wars that she started, and she didn't know that he was the king until he told her to kneel. Um, which was just a very funny scene. I can't recreate it, unfortunately, um, for those who don't know. But it was just so funny to see, like, all the people who had declared war then, like, throw the repayment in. Or, like, just yeah. anybody yeah, who really helped and you have the character. Women who, like, <laughs> spent her whole life being sidelined yeah. and trying to make her – it's giving type Not two even. Enneagram energy of, like, mm-hmm. if I'm useful, you'll love me. Um, and, like, I have beef with type twos, but in this case, it made sense. I like to think that she all, she became not a type two after this because she no longer felt like, you know, to be a woman is to perform. But it's okay because she doesn't have to complete tasks to be appreciated now. But she does complete tasks anyway because she wants to help people. Mm-hmm. Um, where was I going with that? Oh, I was just emotional. You're about declaring all war these. on type two. I am. I have had issues i'm so sorry if you're a type 2 enneagram but like i'm a type 4 and we simply we get along too well and then it all crashes and burns Ooh, it's bad on flames i have no clue what i am what's the enneagram who always takes the test and then promptly forgets what they are (laughs) and then has to retake it and gets the like i'm assuming maybe gets the same answer and then well strictly speaking the test can help you like point in the right direction but actually the enneagram doesn't rely on a test you're supposed to just type yourself Hmm. You're supposed to just research. There's another one. So there's the Enneagram, I mean, there and is, then there's there is a te- there are lots of online tests. Yeah, that can. But there are like, like two. 
There's like the Enneagram and then there's Are you ING. Are you Myers-Briggs that's fake? Yeah, that. That's fake. Yeah. Well, good because I never remember what I am. It's I will not take real. this and then I'm like, I don't know what that says. That's not a real thing. Somebody just made that mm-hmm. up. Um, however, I do swear by Enneagram. And I don't do astrology either. Because this isn't like, oh, you were born at this type of year, therefore you're this thing. Mm-hmm. This is just like, this is what you value and therefore here is like the way that you tend to act in certain situations. And also you can mm-hmm. change types and you can like lean different ways and there are different stuff. I have a lot of feelings about the Enneagram. The point is she was giving type two energy, which means she tried to make herself invaluable by providing services. Um, yeah, that's not me. No. Uh, <laughs> and I don't want to be dramatic, but they are the worst type. Um, and I speak from very personal experience on numerous occasions. Y'all ain't shit. Get a different personality. Wow. I'm so sorry. That was really aggressive. And if you're type two, uh, I feel like we need to have like a sleepover, like at Stimulant, and just have you like get all of the like vent all of this. I just like. <laughs> Because what it is, is type fours are rescuee types and type twos are rescuers. So essentially as a type four, one of my unfortunate quirks is that I'm always subconsciously or consciously looking for someone to save me. And type twos like to be needed and they like to do things that endear them to people because they think the only, not consciously necessarily, but they think that the only way to be loved is to make themselves useful to someone. And so they want to be the saver. And I want to be mm-hmm. saved. And you get into this very toxic relationship where then it all starts to deteriorate very quickly and the type 2 doesn't feel appreciated and the type 4 is confused. Wow. And it goes poorly. And I know this from personal experience because I lived with a type 2 and it went badly. And it all fo- unfolded exactly the way all of the Enneagram things told me that it would. And so I never doubt the Enneagram anymore. <sighs> wow. I sound like a fanatic, but that girl was the worst, so. <laughs> I now want to, like, evaluate everyone in my life. It's so much fun. My best friends and I, like, figured out what we are, and we I had gotten a book. Actually, ironically, from that type 2 roommate, um, she gave me a book one year that was, like, a big dictionary of Enneagram things. And Bring we spent it to hours. Steamy Red, even though it's probably, like, 10 pounds. <laughs> it's hefty. Uh, <laughs> it's fine. We can just use the internet. Uh, the internet exists but we spent hours like reading it and and typing each other and Uh, going through all that it's it's interesting anyway where uh she's a type two but i like to think that she developed past that now that she no longer needs to like compulsively make herself useful um to be appreciated what would alec be or jamie might be a one two because we got to tie it back somehow. He's not a two. He's not a three. Four. Oh, I bet he's an eight. Eights are super <sighs> confrontational. But, yeah. The only other one that I could think he might be is a one. Ones are, um, they're very like, they have a, a, a really strong moral code. They have, like, mm. they want to do what is right. Uh, yeah, I don't feel like that. But quite no, his, I think he's his character. I can never remember. I I only knew like one type eight person. That's not a personality type. They're called the challenger. They're self confident, I mean, really... strong, and assertive, protective, resourceful, straight talking, and decisive. But can also be egocentric and domineering. Come on. Wow, you just pulled that right out of. I, I mean, I, I googled it. What's but, Jamie? Well, I know one that, but you pulled type eight. 
Well, there's only nine types. I just well, had to well, that's nine them. to know. You remembered them all. I mean, some of them. Okay, if you Google type two without adding Enneagram, you will get diabetes. That is believable. And it's good. You should, if you're typing really, that in. Um, I really think she's a type two, the helper. Yeah. They want to be loved to express their feelings for others to be needed and appreciated. Um, it says they're empathetic, sincere, and warm-hearted, friendly, generous, and self-sacrificing, but can also be sentimental, flattering, and people-pleasing. The only thing is she she seems like a healthy two, where she – Yeah. Because that can be, like, when you are on the worst mm-hmm. side of things, that's when you get into, like, the things that I was talking about, mm-hmm. where you're putting other people's problems before yours and relying on that. Gotcha. But if you're yeah. a healthy type two, you can just genuinely be somebody who likes being of yeah, service you're so, and is very you're empathetic. You're so right, though, because, like, it's always, like, the older sibling – oh, she was a younger sibling, but, like – She was cast in an older sibling typical Yeah, so, though. like, you always see it in the books where they're always, like, sacrificing themselves. Or they're always, like, choosing their siblings or their family over, like, love at the, like, 80% yeah. mark. And that's and you're an like, what are you doing? Vibe. You're right. I have a grudge <laughs> against mean, not fictional necessarily. Tattoos. That could just be, like, a self-sacrificing thing. Like, any, I feel yeah. like any type could do that. But it's the, yeah. those characters that are constantly. Yeah. But those are the ones that I really dislike in books. Because yeah. I'm just, like, I in multiple reviews, I'm like, I think I'm just selfish. But, like, couldn't be me. And it really rubs me the wrong way <laughs> when I read too much of that kind of character. A lot of heroines book. are type twos. I think a lot of them are type fours, which is funny because type four is supposedly a very rare type, but we're the individualists. Um, mm. So we care about like authenticity um, and being like unique and true to ourselves. Mm. And I feel like that fits a lot of the quirky. Yeah, that was heroines. definitely me, if not now, as a like a kid throughout my life i thought i was so well i mean to be fair you're not supposed to type yourself as a kid or like really as an early Mm -hmm. teen because it changed yeah i've grown up like i was like i can't wear uggs i feel like that's just a teenage thing though like i think no kid wants to be like everybody else Mm -hmm. um i think a lot of like those quirky heroines might also be uh fives are like knowledge driven so they tend mm. to be more introverted, but they want to understand everything. And that gives a lot of quirky heroine vibes. I feel like a lot of heroes are type mm. one or type eight. Type one well, being going to become a new segment. Yeah, it is. You. I'm, yeah, I okay, look, I love Enneagram. You're not supposed to Enneagram type other people, but I feel like it's different with characters because well, you're inside yeah. their brain. Yeah. Um, and I have a lot of feelings about it. Well, a lot of heroines are type nine, too. They're peacemakers. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Well, we have uncovered a treasure trove of things. It is a treasure trove. Because you know who you don't see a lot in romance is threes and sevens. Well, threes may be more on the hero side, I could see. Threes are, they base their personality or like their sense of self-worth off of their achievements. Mm. And I feel like you see that in heroes more than heroines. Although even then, I don't. I can't think of any type three heroes off the top of my head. I feel like they tend to be more ones where, like, they have a very strict moral code. Of achievements. Mm. Yeah, that's hard. Because a lot of times when there's, like, a hero who's, like, driven to, like, achieve things, it's to, like, spite someone. Or to, like, like, if their father was, like, a wastrel, they will, like, 
strive that's true. I for see perfection. That. Well, but even then, that's more type one, though. Exactly, because it's not mm-hmm. like it's not. They don't want to have to like. They didn't choose this life for themselves. It's like, how oh, you know who it is. It's the maneuvering. it's the uh, the self made man heroes. It's the oh. Lisa Kleypas capitalist heroes. Hello, Those Tom. are type threes. Mm. Uh, and then sevens. I don't know a lot of sevens, but they are like constantly seeking like adventure and things to do they mm. they want to be going out and doing things and experiencing things and i feel like that's mm, not that i have never Everett's, seen it um they feel more to me like five no, the, wait, 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 i'm wait. doing hand things um book three hero grantham i don't know what he would be i don't remember enough of his character i, would have I just remember read. she like kept describing him as like the golden retriever kind of like um, maybe. maybe he's not very adventurous. Can't sit still. I always think of that in Percy Jackson. Well, the movie. Uh, yeah, that's hard. I feel like threes and sevens, I don't have really a ton off the top of my head. Most hmm. of the other types I can see. Fours actually are a little bit harder because fours tend to be portrayed pretty badly in media, in my experience. Stay tuned for a series of us giving you recommendations <laughs> based off of the Enneagram. You're going to have to do a bunch of research. Yeah. We're going to come back and start talking about subtypes. Wow. So what are fours? Um, the individualists. Oh, we man. are afraid of – because most of the types, you identify them based on their core desire and their core fear. Their fear. Um, well, that's like a romance book. That's so true. Huzzah. So, like, I happen to be on the type two um, website, I mean, page right now. And so, like, their basic fear is of being unwanted or unworthy of being loved. And oh. so their basic desire is to feel love. Like, those two things mm-hmm. go hand in hand. Um, tell me. Tell me why. Type four. Our basic fear. Yeah. The basic fear of fours is that we have no identity or personal significance. Um, and no. the desire is to find themselves and their significance and to create an identity. Where is my significance? <laughs> Who am I? <laughs> I'm going to put a dollar in the musical theater jar. You have a Shrek jar. <laughs> I have a musical theater jar. Uh, love that for us. Um, Everybody go research the Enneagram, type yourself, and then have yeah. fun typing all of your favorite characters because I have spent yeah. a lot of time and energy dedicated to that over the years. If, if I can remember because I, you know, like hit – like I schedule these and then like I don't look back. Um, so then with Spotify, you have to like log into Spotify for podcasters then you have to go in and add a poll or like a question box. Mm. If for some reason I think of it, I'll put one in there to <laughs> – to um, tell us your uh, enneagram type or your character whoever you think would be whatever um yeah i'm locking in my answers jamie is a two alec is an eight based on what you've told me since i know nothing else i will also agree yeah but then you can get into wings which is like which wings yeah so it's a circle one through nine is a circle um and so you lean if i'm a four i can lean three or i can lean five Mm-hmm. And it, the way that your type presents can shift depending on uh, which way you lean. So, like five wing fours, sorry, four wing five tend to be a little bit more introverted. Like, we don't need to show the world that we have a unique personality. Whereas, type like four wing three, which is what I am, we're a bit more um, 
in your face, if you will, <laughs> or a bit more social, a bit more flamboyant, a bit more. I will make Instagram recommendations. Yeah. <laughs> um, a bit more. Very niche. I'm habit. gonna. <laughs> Because I am the expert. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> and then you get, like, triads so and subtypes and things. So it's a whole thing. Huh. It's a whole thing. Well, this is open to can of worms. You're so welcome. Right at the end of the season. <laughs> really? Tune in next yeah. season. Honestly, I don't know in the outro portion of this episode. I don't know how much books for the holidays I'm going to have read. I don't think we're going to end up doing a holiday specific. I don't think so. I think we're just going to end up doing, do like, roundup. I think that makes my life easier because I was like, I don't. Yeah, I've got like no desire. We just took an hour and a half detour to basically talk about everything and nothing. And you're going to get that as a special Christmas gift to you later. (laughs) Somehow it's a Christmas episode. It starts out with Christmas movies and a lot of reenactments of just Uh quotes from Christmas movies. It features two really excellent impressions from me. <laughs> One of Cliff from Home Alone 2. Uh, and one of the adults from Peanuts. So you have that to look for. She did really good impressions, guys. I was kind of like gagged a little bit. You were gagged on the second one. I was, why why are you so good at was- was really good. Like, you could have put her in that movie, any of those short films. Like, I would not have known. It was her moment. It's and she because I it. actually am the adults from Peanuts. Mm-hmm. That's my spirit. That's her spirit. So we did that. Um, so you will hear that eventually. It's like an hour and a half. It's long. It's not um, Yeah, there... Yeah. If you listen to the episode, you'll get you'll it. You'll get why that there was. Are, it, there are some book wrecks. There's some other wrecks. <laughs> a few. I tried my best. From two people who just don't want to be reading holiday romances right now. Yeah. We did our best. We did. Um, so to wrap up this one. Um, plaid is a statement piece and uh, always it, it's always a good idea to start a land war in Scotland. <laughs> yeah. Because you'll have a hot Scottish husband by the end of it. I mean, what what other lessons do we even need from 2023 old school school? None. Um, we'll be back for our various yeah. end of year wrap ups and for that mm-hmm. random special Christmas gift episode. Mm-hmm. If you um, have any old school school ones that you want to see us read next next season, yeah. And if you um, have strong feelings about superlatives that you would like, yeah for us to give you a please little. have strong feelings we, uh, we, di- we did it last year you can check out last season's mm-hmm. episode to get a feel for it um we'll probably post maybe a we'll little... send out a newsletter we can oh, send out requesting there too because we have that now <laughs> we haven't posted enough look so and long. that's on me maybe we could do like that's holiday novellas but i've but... also been like we could and then i just don't I... <laughs> yeah <laughs> life is crazy guys so who knows that's not a commitment <laughs> um but yeah so let us know for this year next year whatever you want to see us do if there's like a book you've been like dying for us to cover let us know let us know okay well ho 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 our hoes our throbbing members (laughs) our throbbing members okay we'll see you for our we'll see you you'll hear our voices for the uh (laughs) the the superlative end of wrap up 2023 (laughs) and <laughs>
words without knowing. <laughs> up, 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 up. Don't you leave. The, oh, no. The oh, bell no. does not dismiss you. We do. Oh, no. Oh, no. Ah, flashbacks. Yeah, nothing Tests. induced my rage like the bell does not dismiss yeah. me. We do. So I apologize. I have some power issues, like, I have with authority. <laughs> I always and wanted to like be like, that. no, the bell does dismiss us. That's mm-hmm. why the bell is there. 